And that is it. As always, today is a Thursday. It is 6 p.m. here in the United Kingdom. Uh, but wherever you're tuning in from, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, smash the like button, share this out so more eyeballs can uh, find it, and please retweet it out on Twitter. Again, boring as it is for those that have seen this a million times before, for the noobs, if you are new, very important, you do your own research and don't take anything I say as financial advice. So important. Secondly, very important, if you want to learn, go and check out all of my videos. Uh, we're heading towards 500 um, right now, about another 10 to go, and we are at the um, half a thousand mark. So pretty excited by that. Never thought I'd get here, but here I am. Uh, check them out, ukbitcoinmaster.com and bitcoininterviews.com is where you will find all the videos that I've, all the interviews that I've done uh, with what I believe are some of the greatest minds in Bitcoin today. Certainly the innovators, certainly the people that will be talked about in generations to come. And I've had many of them on my show and it's been an absolute pleasure and an absolute delight. And I want to take this opportunity, if I may, don't know how serious he is, but Greg Foss is tweeting that he is coming off of Twitter. There's more important things. Family is important, etc. And if that is the case, then Greg Foss I want to say from on behalf of myself and my wife, it was a pleasure to meet you in Scotland. Uh, whatever you're doing, however your onward journey is going to look, it is great connecting with you. It is great to know you, to have met you in person, and you do so much for the space. So, Greg Foss, thank you very much. Just wanted to get that out there. And last but not least, and very importantly, there is a terminology you need to get your head around if you're new. And that is not your keys, not your coins. We have had, if you are new to all of this in January 2023, today is the 19th, then uh, you need to go back and see the absolute carnage that was created in 2022 by all sorts of scams going under from Celsius to Terra Luna to FTX and that debacle. Check them all out and then understand why I don't care where you've got your money custodied, not your keys, not your coins. And I would encourage you to remove them immediately. OK, so welcome, everyone. I've seen the chat jumping up and down. I've got um, more viewers than likes. So if you haven't smashed that like, please do me a favor and do that. Big shout out to Joseph Rotniak. Very kindly dropped me a thousand Satoshis um, a couple of days ago, I believe. And a monster thank you to Vinnie Rondo coming in from Staten Island. He's in the chat. Vinny, 7,200 sats. You did not need to do that. But, sir, I'm eternally grateful. As I've said, I do not run the show for any type of financial gain. So when these people drop sats, uh, maybe I'm doing something right. Maybe I've got a channel that people uh, do want to come to and do want to listen to. But, again, I do it for Fun. Fun's the wrong word. I want to educate people as they come into Bitcoin. Why Bitcoin and not crypto? So very quickly, Vinny Rondo, hi to you. Bitcoin Meister. Adam, I love it that you're in my chat as Bitcoin Meister. 
and not proud Zionist Jew. Thank you for that. Much appreciated. Johnny Midas, UK Bitcoin farmer is in the house. Who else have we got? My lovely wife, Elaine, is with us. John G, good evening to you. Uh, Andy BTC, I don't know whether you're with us, Andy, but I know you did uh, dump something in the chat a little bit earlier. Good to see you. Uh, John G, yes, I've said hello to you. Probably that is it, people. Uh, whether we're in a bull market, whether in a bear market, uh, I think... In all honesty, Yorkie Bitcoin is with us too. Hi, hi, good to see you. Um, I think that if I wanted to get 50,000 subscribers fast, I would go out and I'd start shilling crap coins. But I'm not going to. I am pure Bitcoin signal on this channel. That is never going to change. And if that means my subscribers grow slower, then so be it. Because... I live by my reputation. Stacking Richie, good to see you in the house, sir, as always. Okay, so uh, I am going to flick over to my desktop, if I can get this technology working. Uh, let's have a quick look at what is going on with the Bitcoin price. As you can see, we are still flirting with that 21,000 uh, mark. We did get up above 21.4, I think nearly 21.5, uh, but we're back down around the 28 mark. And that's OK. Not a problem at all. Uh, reason for showing this is this. If you are new to all of this and you don't think you can buy Bitcoin at just under 21,000, think again. Look up on the top and you will see 4793. And that is sats per dollar right now. Just under 5,000 sats for a dollar. So again, 10,000, 50,000 sats. Yeah. If you've got $100, crikey, you could get half a million Satoshis for $100. Why wouldn't you consider that? So that said, let me, um, whoops, I've just lost a window. Let me get rid of that. Oh, hang on a second. There we go. Just quickly, um, if you want to drop some tips, there you go. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest, at the moment, tipping.me at the top seems to be the best address at present for dropping tips. Even though Wallet of Satoshi is really good, uh, I'm sort of a bit dormant on Coin Corner apart from DCAing. But, you know, you can drop me a tip at any of those addresses. Uh, if you want, don't want to drop sats and you want to buy me a, a cup of coffee with crappy fiat, there's a, a QR code there. Again, you don't need to do any of that stuff. So I'm just pointing it out. If you want to, uh, you can. And then all the show notes that used to be below are now in one link. And this is called Linktree. There is my Linktree address. So I would encourage you. That is in the show notes. After the show, click on that and you will be able to see all of my social media links, any links that I think are relevant to the show. So do check them out uh, when we're all done. OK, uh, Johnny Midas, I think I said hello to you. Double check and we've got nobody else I'm missing. I do like to say hello to everyone. Do you know something? <laughs> Uh, as frustrating as it is, I've got a window over here that shows me the stream strength, whether I've got a bad signal or good signal. Uh, but it also shows me the concurrent viewers. And after four years, where are we? 18, 22, almost five years of live, live streaming, I get 13 viewers in the chat. Do you know something? 
if I wasn't so bullish on Bitcoin and so up for helping any noob to ensure they find Bitcoin, not crap coins, you could look at that and think, what the hell's the point of that? But, you know, it is what it is. So when I ask you all for help, tweet it out, share the link, get more eyeballs on it. Yeah, for my own um, good feeling, what is the wrong word? Um, peace of mind is really the wrong terminology. For my own pleasure, wrong, no, that's not right. But for me to, to look at that and see the subs growing would be really, really nice. See the live people in the live chat growing would be really, really nice. But I guess it is what it is. I'm either going to have to suck it and see, or I'm just going to have to end the live streaming and don't do it anymore, which I don't want to do. So as frustrating as it is, it is what it is. If you're in the chat and you haven't hit that like button, please do it. Uh, please subscribe. Please hit the bell notification so you get notified when I go live. Okay, enough waffling. Right, I want to um, cover the video. Do I always cover a video? Not always, but you know, I am like anybody else. I am looking for those signals to ensure I'm still in the right place. I know I am. It is locked in here. But, you know, it's always good to have affirmations that you are doing the right thing, etc. And I'm sure some of you um, would feel the same. You want to be absolutely certain that you're in the right place at the right time. Now, here's the thing. None of us have got a crystal ball, so none of us can be certain about that. But it is good to have those uh, affirmations. Wizbike's with us again. I've just seen Wizbike join the chat. Good stuff. Great to have you with us. Say hello to your lovely lady for me. Um, okay, so... Uh, one of the people that I, Adam Meister's right, I don't put them on pedestals, but they, they have invested millions and millions and millions and billions into Bitcoin. They talk about how Bitcoin's going to evolve in the future. You've probably got an indicator already. I'm referring to Michael Saylor, who I think comes out with some really, really awesome stuff that to me just makes total sense if that makes sense. So I'm going to run a clip from Sailor. Now, before I do, it's broken up into a few segments. Let me read some notes I made on the first segment. And I love the way he draws comparisons to things like the death of George Washington and how they were trying to help him, but he still bled out. You know, how he talks about how systems collapse, how you know, inflation um, is bleeding to death the economy and the stark reality of the effects of a currency collapse. So that's the first video I want to run. Let's have a listen to Mr. Saylor. I'm reminded that George Washington died because his well-meaning physicians bled him to death. And uh, they thought they were helping. They, I mean, the medical establishment literally thought that they were going to help bleed off the, you know, the ill humors. Yes. But they bled him to death. And uh, and it, this is not complicated. If you look at a hyperinflating economy, be it Weimar Republic or Zimbabwe, or look at what's going on right now in Lebanon or Turkey or Argentina, when the currency collapses, the businesses collapse. This is the same thing as when I. When you're in a car accident and you open an artery and you're literally bleeding out on the pavement, well, eventually when you bleed out, your brain stops, your heart, you get a heart attack, your lungs don't work, you, you, know, you suffocate, yeah. system collapse. So what's the fundamentals of triage, which is 
first stop the bleeding. <laughs> the not like I see you there. It doesn't matter. Your arm is broken, right? It, that what matters is uh, first, are you breathing? And is you know, make sure there's oxygen. And then second, stop the bleeding. And then we can work on the rest of you. So I think that inflation, monetary expansion is, is bleeding to death. We just saw a country collapse, uh, Sri Lanka, yes. just collapsed about a month ago, literally. Uh, and, um, and the currency stops. And when the currency stops, you can't buy energy. And, that, you know, they have an edict where they say private citizens can't buy gasoline anymore. Okay, so what happens when your currency loses value, you don't have liquid energy, you can't buy food, right? You're going to starve to death, freeze to death if you don't get beat to death by your neighbor. Now, just think about that. If you are living in a country where there's money around, you know, you're affluent, the West, America, the UK, Europe, whatever, none of us ever think that could knock on our door. And I think that's a very, very dangerous game to play. And the reason I look at the macro picture and I watch podcasts that talk about the macro is that I want to be sure that what I'm doing is right, correct. I'm mindful of things that might be going on. You see, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, it's not just about buying and holding Bitcoin. You need to know why you are holding Bitcoin. You need to know why you need to keep building your pot, your stash, keep dollar cost averaging as fast as you can while the prices are lower. You need to understand why governments tell us what they tell us. Yesterday, I watched the film The Big Short again. I haven't watched it for a couple of years and I've developed a way lot more in the last couple of years with the podcasts that I've been following and I've been on. And, you know, I watched that big short and there were so many phrases in there, names in there and stuff that made total sense yesterday that didn't make brilliant sense a couple of years ago. So, you know, at the end, it said, you know, when the film finished, you know, it said that, um, Wow. Many bankers went to prison. There was a reform in all the monetary you know, system. And then it stopped and went, no, not really. In 2015, they brought out another um, CDO. I think it's a credit default offering almost identical to what took everything down in the great financial crash in, 27, in 20, 2007. And two years in 2015, I'm sorry, they, they actually put one in place again, wrapped it up differently, but they're doing the same thing again. And we hear this time and time and time again about this leverage in the system, about counterparty risk. And I want to know this stuff because I'm buying and I'm holding Bitcoin and I'm here in the United Kingdom. And I need to know that if I need to, I've got to get the hell out. OK, so this is why I find this stuff really um, important to learn. The next bit that Sailor talks about is he's referring to who are the families that hold on to property uh, for hundreds of years to store their wealth and why. And he goes on to talk about how you will if you are outside of Dubai, you will never, ever, ever get a high source, highly sought after property 
on the beach in Dubai ever because those princes or whoever they are, their royal families, they keep them for themselves. Why? Because they know they're going to go up in value over hundreds and hundreds of years. So let's go back over to the desktop and let's hear another excerpt from Sailor. But you know the families that keep their land for hundreds of years and use it to store wealth and they never have and they never have it taxed away or taken away? You know who they are? <laughs> the dictators, the rulers, the kings. The sovereigns. Yes. Okay, if you own the country, like let's say uh, <laughs> the Windsors, the Windsors, you know, still own the middle of central London, but that's because they kind of own the, the, the government, <laughs> or at least they're politically uh, favored. Or if you go to the Middle East, you go to Dubai, you're a, you're a wealthy foreigner. You're like, I think I'll just buy a bunch of beach front here. No, you're not. They don't sell the good property to foreigners. The, you have to be a royal in order to own the beach. So many countries, what you find is the sovereigns, uh, they own the land forever in perpetuity and give it to their children's children's children. And the reason they can afford to do it is because there's no tax, because they make the tax laws. Yeah, they make the tax laws. And, you know, we hear all these sovereigns, bankers, politicians, and they all talk about how we want to ensure our populations, our subjects, our people are taken care of and looked after. And you know what? The, the stark reality is they are just getting wealthier and wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. And the masses are getting poorer and poorer and poorer and poorer. And we all, and I've been guilty of this in the past, we're all guilty of being sucked in by what they're saying and yet, personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Thank you, Bitcoin Meister. And that is taking personal responsibility for your own finances, your own future, your own family's futures for generations to come. And there's been nothing out there that we can get our hands on, like the Windsors and the, you know, the, the Dubaian royal families, etc., until Bitcoin. And this next part, hang on, hang on, Yorkie Bitcoiner, uh, it would be like losing a brother for me if you didn't do. Ah, uh, Yorkie, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Here's the problem. There's a few of you that are really are good friends, great friends, actually. We meet on our 21 million club, um, you know, and you're always really supportive. But I need more people like yourselves, if that makes sense. It's great that you guys support me. But, you know, a human being wants to feel they're growing, achieving. And I'm no different to that. I don't run the show for financial gain, but I do run it to try and get some self-gratification that I, some crazy Brit that drove trucks for most of his life, can jump on a YouTube channel and build something. So I really want to do that. But I do appreciate what you're saying. Uh, back to Mr. Sailor again. So in this next slot, leading on from what I was saying, he was talking about Bitcoin and property rights. And I've really struggled to understand what he means by all of this. So in this segment, he talks about how the average working class person can never own a small part of, say, a Picasso. Or a building in New York City, uh, you know, that they can 
buy a little bit of each month, like as a savings plan. You know, if you own something in you know Manhattan and you can build up and get more of it over time, you know, because you're working class and you can only afford a couple of hundred a month to build into it. Awesome. But you can't. Whereas with Bitcoin, it offers property rights to the individual at any scale. And that's the bit that I'm going to run here, which I think is brilliant. Sailor, back to you. The, the average person, the middle class person that drives uh, an Uber or works as a dentist, they can't buy $387 worth of a building in New York City every month as their savings plan. Right. But and a guy, a person in Africa can't buy a small share of a nice piece of property. They can't buy one hundred and twenty seven dollars worth of Picasso painting. So Bitcoin offers property rights uh, at any scale, any amount of money, anybody in the world. Property rights, any scale, any amount of money to anyone in the world. We have never seen anything like this before people. And I implore all of you, if you are following my channel and you're just listening and you haven't got any Bitcoin, it's not financial advice. Do do the research, do the learning so that you get that aha moment where you think, holy cow, I've got to get some of this and I've got to get some of this now. I implore you. Now, the final part of this jigsaw, as I call it. He talks about where Bitcoin is ultimately going and what its real uh, value potential is. And he talks about how it will eat gold's market cap, cap. But when you get into it being digital property, now it gets mind blowing. If you look at it correctly, he says it is a multi hundred trillion asset class. That is not me saying that. That is somebody that is one of the heaviest investors in Bitcoin today. Now, he could be saying it because he is that heavy investor. But if you watch enough of Sailor's videos, this is one clever guy. It really is. Uncle Hodler, welcome. Good to see you. So let's do this last clip then from Mr. Sailor. When you think of it as digital gold, then it should replace gold. Gold's worth $10 trillion, and that takes Bitcoin to 500000 But when you think of it as digital property, like replacing buildings and, and land and, and other long storeholds of wealth, then, you know, you're up by a factor of 20 or 30 from there. I mean, it should not be... It's much better than digital gold because I can move Bitcoin at the speed of light and I can program it to a million transactions an hour on an iPhone or a website. You can't do that with gold. So it's got more utility than gold, which means it's probably worth 20 or, or, or 30 trillion if it just replaces the gold. But instead of buying the Fountain Blow Hotel, which is a nice hotel, uh, you know, worth whatever billions in Miami Beach, Instead of buying that, instead of buying the equivalent amount of Bitcoin, if you bought the Bitcoin, you can move that to any city in the world every hour of the day, compose it, decompose it, recompose it, dematerialize it. And, you know, when there's a nasty tax on it, you can just move yourself to a different jurisdiction where there's a better tax treatment. And uh, I, if you think of it like that, then it's a it's a multi hundred trillion dollar asset class. So. At ten trillion, it's five hundred thousand. At a hundred trillion, it's five million. So I think you know we're marching toward ten trillion dollars, which yes. is 
sorry, sorry, $10 million a coin. We are marching towards $10 million a coin. Well, how far out in the future? Well, none of us have got a crystal ball. But, you know, if I'm holding an asset and all I need to do is buy it, get it offline into cold storage, secure my keys, and then get on and enjoy my life, I'm okay with that. Now, again, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what black swans are out there. But I'm telling you, with all the research that I've done, I can't see anywhere better to put my hard-earned money into this emerging asset class that has got the ability to run into trillions and trillions of market cap. That's me. But I guess the question is, what about you? OK, so as always, uh, found some great tweets. Let's go over and have a look. I think the first thing I need to do is get rid of uh, that. I do. OK, so I found some great tweets. Um, I found this one from Max Kaiser. Adam, I know you're a Max hater, but if I find some words from whoever it is, then I'm going to share them. The single biggest point no coiners miss is that Bitcoin is mathematically guaranteed to increase purchasing power over everything else over time. And for this, Bitcoiners are happy to accept the short-term volatility. I couldn't agree more with that tweet. Whoops, that's not working. God, technology, come on. Interstellar, in October 2019, after a brutal bear market, Bitcoin increased by 42% in a day. This is why you do not trade Bitcoin. Goal, God candles will, I just realized what that was. God candles will humble you. And it's in, re, in response to what happened at the bottom. I know BTC will be fine long term, but how much will the price dip is the question. You don't want to be worrying about all that stuff. We really don't need to if you have a low time preference or you're looking 10, 20, 30 years out is what he's saying here. Documenting Bitcoin. Breaking. And this was a few days ago at 17th. Yeah, two days ago. First public company to buy Bitcoin micro strategy has increased in value more than every major asset and tech stock in the world. And that is what happens when Bitcoin turns around. Somebody in the chat who may be far more clued up than me might be able to put me right on this. But I was watching a pod the other day and they were talking about when traders get in and out of a trade, sometimes, particularly in 2017, if you're out of the trade, when you get that short run up where the bulls go nuts, and in 2017, it was not nine days, you miss the massive amount of growth just by being out on those particular days. So for me, I'm not going to try and time that. I'm not going to guess tops and bottoms. I'm just going to buy and I'm going to hold for the long term. And I'm just going to sit back, learn what I can, share what I learn, enjoy my life. And it, it's going by way too quick, people. You don't want to make Bitcoin your life. Although it is a huge part of my life. Life is about living, spending time with your loved ones, creating new experiences, uh, so on and so forth. So that's a top bit of advice from me. Uh, Politics Live. 
you know, if for those that think that Bitcoin's dead, for those that think there's nothing going on, again, on a podcast this morning, I heard this. Somebody said, and I only listen to podcasts with people that know this stuff, in, 27 to, in 2018 and 2019, in that bear market, there was no innovation taking place. There was no building. And yet in this bear market for the last year or more, there's been building at breakneck speed. If you can't put the two together to understand and realize if we're still building like crazy in a bear market, what the hell is going to happen when the bulls return and this thing, you start seeing green candles, five and 10K candles, because I firmly believe that is coming. But yet again, if you don't believe it, here's another example. Yes, they're talking of crypto payments. That's okay. The crypto payments expanding is going to lead more to find Bitcoin, uh, in my opinion. And here we have uh, Vueling out of Barcelona that are now allowing uh, to airline uh, to, to take payments to get on their airline uh, with cryptocurrency payments. It is happening, people. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the speed, day by day, week by week, month by month, it seems like a snail's pace. But when you zoom out, this thing in terms of mass adoption is growing massively. Uh, Dan Held, uh, formerly of Kraken, when in doubt, zoom out. Bitcoin is an asset you buy and hold for 10 plus years, and then you ignore the short, short term noise. What have I been saying on my channel for years? Tune out the noise. Just buy and hold and enjoy life and learn what you can and you'll do well. If you're in Bitcoin to get rich next month, it ain't happening, people. you got to go and find some kind of scam where you'll probably end up losing your money. So zoom out if you're in doubt and you will see that for 14 years, with all the volatility, Bitcoin has been moving steadily up and to the right. And it's going to continue that in my opinion. Great quote I found from C.S. Lewis. We all want progress, but if you're on the wrong road, progress means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. In that case, the man who turns back soonest is the most progressive. Let me tell you who's not progressive. The Peter Schiffs of the world, the Peter Zeans of the world, the Jamie Diamonds of the world. Uh, I, there's three just to name, you know, there's an old saying that is this, and that is how far do you continue down the wrong road before you realize you're on the wrong road and you go back and get on the right road? And for me, without a doubt, the right road is Bitcoin. That is not evangelical. I am just totally passionate after nearly six years in the space that they can all go and outperform Bitcoin. Ethereum can take Bitcoin's market cap. I don't care. I do not want to hold my family's money in a coin where they can hard fork it, change the protocol, roll it back. The people at the top, because of the stakeholders now, start to influence what happens with the chain going forward. What I know is even if, and I'm not saying it's going to, if Ethereum leapfrogs Bitcoin to the top by market cap. Way to go. Let it do what it does. Because I think ultimately 
Bitcoin would be the tortoise in the hare. TikTok next block. Every 10 minutes or so, a new block with Bitcoin in it is produced. There is no downtime. There is nobody influencing the chain. And I would rather be on the slower chain that doesn't go fast and break things than I ever would be on a chain like Ethereum, where it can be manipulated, taken down, really, and all that lot. So there you go. That's my two penneth. That's my 30 odd minutes gone. Thank you for joining me, everyone. I'll be back on Thursday at 6 p.m. with another regular show. Um, and then, oh, hang on a sec. Or have I got a guest this Thursday? I don't. No, today is Thursday. Oh, my Lord. OK, I'll be back on Monday with a regular show. And then next Thursday, I've got a great guest for you all. So whatever you're doing, have a great day, morning, afternoon, evening. Please tweet this out, share it. If you're on the podcast, thank you for listening. But you might want to head over to the YouTube channel so that you can see all the um, the pictures I put up. Sometimes that gives you a better experience. But if you are happy on the podcast, thank you. Please share me where you listen. I'd appreciate that. I forgot to say this, but um, after the show's up, been up 24 hours over here somewhere, you'll get links to other shows. Uh, click on those links, people. Beyond that, I'm out of here. Thanks for your support. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. Strong Bitcoin hand. Not your keys, not your coins. I'm going to leave you now with my social media links. I'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend.